0: Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. The issue of a homeland for Palestinians in the Middle East is at the center of proposed legislation in Jefferson City. Bills are being debated in both houses of the General Assembly aimed at protecting Israel from a global campaign demanding better Israeli treatment of Palestinians. It's the Boycott, Divestment, and Sanctions, or BDS, campaign. Bills before the Missouri legislature would prohibit the state from entering into contracts with companies who support a boycott of Israel. Joining me to talk about both sides of this issue are Rory picker Executive Director of the Jewish Community Relations Council, and Abaltzer is the author of Witness in Palestine, and a BDS activist who co-founded the U.S. Campaign for Palestinian Rights. We'll discuss the pros and cons in a moment after we check in with our State House reporter, Marshall Griffin, on the status of the anti-BDS legislation, which is also called the Anti-Discrimination Against Israel Act. Marshall, what is the status of these two bills?
1: Well, like I say, there are two bills. Um, One of them is actually uh, ready for Senate debate. However, it's really far down on the calendar, so far down that it probably won't come up for debate, uh, probably not until next month, maybe mid-March or late March. Um, but um, the the bills are sponsored, uh, the Senate bill sponsored by the second highest ranking Republican in the Senate, the Mike Kehoe of Jefferson City. He's the floor leader. Uh, his bill passed uh, unanimously. I believe it was an eight to nothing vote. Um, the only, the only, uh, person that wasn't the only person that uh, didn't vote against it um, was absent um, it has bipartisan support it's uh, sponsored by Republican Mike Kehoe of Jefferson City and uh, uh, Democrat uh, Jill Shoop of Creve Corps uh, Shoup, of, of course is Jewish and uh, sup- and definitely uh, supports the bill she's um, helping with with the bill now the uh, a public hearing was held on this bill and the support and opposition went both ways there were a lot of uh, a lot of the people that spoke for it and spoke against it both, uh, for the large part, did so not just on business grounds but on religious grounds as well. Um, the the House version of the bill has also had a hearing. However, it's not uh, it has to go through another committee before it can be taken up on the House floor for debate. So the, the Senate bill is a little further along than the House bill at this point, but they're basically both identical bills.
0: Do you have any sense uh, overall of sentiment for or against the bill?
1: Um, very strong I would say there's a very good chance that this will get sent to the governor Uh, Governor Greitens is also uh, voice support for the bill however Todd Richardson says he has not had any discussions with uh, Governor Greitens who um, also is Jewish um, about this particular bill so but he does say that he strongly supports it it's actually the only bill that uh, Todd Richardson the Speaker of the House is sponsoring this year Uh, it's also his uh, his final year uh, in the Missouri House and um, that uh, this has been this is the only bill he's sponsoring.
0: Okay, well, Marshall, thanks for bringing us up to speed on all of this. We'll continue with our conversation here. Thank you. Thank you very much. Anna, let me start with you. Uh, sentiment seems to be fairly strong, according to Marshall, a- in favor of this legislation. Your, your take on that?
2: Yeah. Well, I think we need to look at the reason for the movement that this bill aims to counter. So it's really hard to understand. Um, why people choose to boycott Israel without understanding the system in place in Palestine. And as somebody who grew up with a very positive view of Israel, I'm Jewish, um, I was shocked to see what was happening on the ground there, to find a system of of separate and unequal laws, um, of segregated roads, a codified system of racial profiling, mass incarceration, torture of children. What we see is a discriminatory, unjust system that has been in place for decades with the Internet National community doing nothing um, to support the Palestinian people in their struggle for freedom, justice, and equality, and it is for that reason that people around the world, uh, churches, um, pension funds, uh, universities, people of conscience um, have uh, have chosen to to follow a call from Palestinian people to end our own complicity in the oppression of the Palestinian people. Um, and you know, uh, when we look at, at legislation like this, we see the way that that. Um, um, that Palestinians, and this is part of a pattern, um, that that uh, that there is an attack on the idea that Palestinians are entitled to the same rights as the rest of humanity. This is a law that exceptionalizes Israel. It says that we have free speech when it comes to holding uh, accountable any unjust system in the world, except if that system is perpetrated by the state of Israel. Um, so as somebody who, who supports freedom, justice, and equality, um, not just for Palestinians, but for people around the world, I see no reason that we uh, should not be pushing, instead of legislation that, that discriminates against people supporting a freedom struggle, legislation that is for all human rights, that, that opposes Missouri's participation in racial profiling, police brutality, mass incarceration, you know, uh, racist border policies, and, of course, Uh, oppression of the Palestinian people. We're paying for this with millions of dollars a year from the people of St. Louis.
0: Rory, you must be heartened by the fact that there seems to be strong sentiment in Jefferson City in favor of the uh, legislation.
3: Yes, we are definitely heartened by that. It's great to see that there's so much support for this bill. And I do want to clarify a few points about it. Um, We don't see this as a bill that is trying to pit Israelis against Palestinians. It's certainly not a bill that is um, trying to emphasize the Jewish community over other communities. Um, We are working on this bill with a strong coalition of organizations that range throughout the Jewish community as well as Christian communities and other communities as well. Um, Strong support from the business community because we recognize that it is good for St. Louis and good for the state of Missouri to have these strong economic ties with the state of Israel. Um, Israel has been a strong ally for the United States. It has been a strong partner for the state of Missouri in particular. In 2015 the legislature approved opening a trade desk with Missouri that was opened in 2016. Um, I had the privilege of joining Governor Nixon at the time in a trip to Israel with some of the leadership from both parties in the state legislature to open that trade desk. And since that time we've seen companies coming over from Israel, setting their North American headquarters in Missouri because of our strong work in um, biotechnology and other forms of technology. um, We're seeing some really strong um, increase in jobs and other economic ties. And so, what we're really interested in is investing in peace and not in moving money away from the region. Um, We recognize the fact that. There are problems in other countries i 'm not going to start debating um, every element of israeli society i 'm not going to pretend that Israel is perfect and all of its treatment of citizens and of others that are in the area. but we don 't think that boycotting is the answer to that we don 't see it as moving along a peace process. Um, the Palestinian economy is intertwined with the Israeli economy, and as we see boycotts taking hold we're seeing those boycotts negatively impacting Palestinians as well. So we're really looking for ways that we could be investing in peace and not divesting from what's happening in the peace process in the Middle East.
0: The rhetoric has gotten fairly strong uh, around the world on this. The uh, pro-BDS people are are basically saying that uh, Israel is guilty of a system of apartheid, and the other side is saying that they're anti-Semites. How would you like it? Anna? why don't you pick up on that?
2: Sure. I mean, I I take real offense at this argument. You know, there is nothing Jewish about segregated roads, about torturing children, about uh, the fact that that Israel controls Palestinians' land, water, whom they can marry, whether they can go to school or university. The idea that opposing military occupation and apartheid and and withdrawing our complicity from it is somehow opposing Judaism is an extremely offensive parallel to draw. Um, So, you know, what we see uh, around the world is people standing up and saying that Palestinians are entitled to the same rights as the rest of humanity. And the idea that um, that that uh, Ms. Picker nice is bringing up—that somehow uh, boycotts harm Palestinians—is really a very colonial argument. Palestinians have called in a very unified manner uh, for the for the world to do something. That's not particularly heroic. It's a very basic moral obligation to do no harm, to stop participating in their oppression. And this argument that it's going to harm Palestinians is exactly the same argument that was used against the boycott and divestment movement against apartheid South Africa, that these poor black South Africans don't know what's good for them, that this is really going to harm them. This is exactly the same argument being used. Palestinians are perfectly capable of building their own society. They're a highly educated population. Uh, They are entitled to the same rights as the rest of us. And they are asking for us to do no harm, to stop participating in their oppression. And to say that, uh, that that this is wrong for them um, is is extremely colonial and, and racist,
3: frankly. Rory? Certainly there are arguments that are critical of the state of Israel that do not get into the realm of anti-Semitism. And yet we have also seen times where those arguments do become conflated. And those are areas that we become incredibly concerned with. I do not believe that everybody who participates in a boycott of the state of Israel is anti-Semitic by any means. But we have seen language that aims to advance a boycott of Israel that does start to um, get into stereotypes of Jews and hatreds of Jews as a whole, um, stereotyping all Jews as supportive of the state of Israel and all of Israel as indicative of the Jewish community. And so we want to really separate out what is a political debate from what is sometimes seen as religious warfare. That's the first point that I want to make within that. The other thing about BDS that is really concerning to us is that, as Anna said, that we want to um, oppose system of oppression. And that's something that the Jewish community as a whole, the organized Jewish community across this country, would also agree with. When we start talking about boycotts of Israel, we're not talking about boycotts of the Israeli government. We're not talking about boycotts of the systems that we're trying to address that are that are being targeted in these comments. We're talking about boycotts of individuals who are born as Israeli citizens, of doctors, of professors, who are not being allowed to teach on ca- college campuses, or who are prevented from coming into companies in America because individuals refuse to participate in business with them for being Israeli. And that's a very different conversation that we need to have. So if you actually
2: look precisely at the BDS call, the call for boycotts, divestment, and sanctions, it's very clear that it doesn't target individuals. And I really encourage people who are listening to look um, to, to see what BDS is from the, the, the people themselves who are engaged in it. It's very clear there are three goals. The goals are inscribed in international law. They say Palestinians don't have any extra rights, they just have the rights of the rest of us. And you can read the guidelines for BDS, the fact that they intentionally do not target individuals to avoid the kind of McCarthyite um, uh, you know, f- denial of freedom of speech that we see in this law, which denies our freedom of speech, our ability to, to, to have political expression, and I also want to respond. I'm part of the Jewish community. I'm part of Jewish Voice for Peace, which is the fastest growing Jewish organization in the United States. Um, and I'm tired of, of the Jewish Community Relations Council, of the Anti-Defamation League, of the Jewish Federation claiming to speak for Jewish people when when, when you're doing everything to to undermine our, our values of, of freedom, justice, and equality. We are not safer when Palestinians are oppressed. Our safety, our, our liberation is intertwined with the
3: liberation of Palestinians.
0: Let's have a response to that, then we'll take a break. Rory.
3: The Jewish Community Relations Council is an umbrella organization that represents 32 member agencies across the St. Louis region. Um, We have a wide range of participants that sit on our council that aim to bring together the voices to represent the wider community. And certainly, we're always looking for more opportunities to represent those wider voices. There is a wide spectrum within the Jewish community in terms of how we go about resolving the conflict that we see in the Middle East. It's a hard conflict. We don't have time on this show to go into the entire history of how we got to this point. And to do that would also not be helpful as we're looking at this as Americans who are sitting outside of it. But what I do want to really emphasize in this is that this legislation does not target individual freedom of speech. um, Similar to what's just being said that we... um, The legislation only targets companies, and that's something that we try to be very, very clear about. We know that there has been legislation in other states that do start to cross over those lines. We were very mindful of that in this legislation here, that this is only for companies that are engaging in this work. And while I appreciate the clarification in terms of the overarching goals of the BDS movement, what we start to see is that those who participate in the movement do not always Follow the calls of the movement itself. And that's where we start to really worry about what we said earlier of how that starts to overlap with anti-Semitic sentiments, how that starts to overlap with targeting of of individuals. And at the end of the day, ultimately, we don't think that this is what's best for Missouri. From Missouri that is seeing more job growth and more economic ties with everybody in the region that includes jobs for Palestinians, we want to see more of those opportunities and less opportunities to target individuals for being Israeli. We so have, I believe
0: our... our I, I, well, I would ask you to hold that thought, sure. if you would. We have to take a break now, okay. and we'll continue the conversation on uh, this uh, anti-BDS legislation now under consideration in Jefferson City. My guests in studio are Rory picker Executive Director of the Jewish Community Relations Council and also Anna Balzer, author and BDS activist who co founded the U.S. Campaign for Palestinian Rights. Back in a moment, uh, we have some callers who want to get into the conversation. We'll bring them in as well. 382 8255 is the number. Back in a moment. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Welcome back to our conversation about proposed legislation to prohibit Missouri companies from participating in boycotting Israel in support of Palestinian rights. Anna, I'll come back to you. I, I had to take that break before you had a chance to respond.
2: Thank you. Thank you. So um, as, as we heard from this from my co-speaker here, um, a lot of people seem to see this as happening on the other side of the world, something we shouldn't get involved in. What we forget about is the way that we are implicated in Israel's oppression of the Palestinian people. Um, you know, Israel, for example, is extremely closely aligned with, with Donald Trump. Donald Trump has used Israel's apartheid wall that separates Palestinians from each other, their lands. Their schools, um, as justification for the U.S.-Mexico border wall, um, celebrated Israel's racial profiling. We see police exchanges between St. Louis police and Israeli police to trade practices on surveillance, on racial profiling, weapons. We see the same tear gas used against the the people of Ferguson um, as is used to to suppress popular protest in Palestine. So we see these connections, um, and and. You know, supporting this kind of legislation, fighting BDS was a main tenet of the Republican platform. So this is really, um, really part of a right-wing agenda. Um, and uh, you know, I think I think we need to bring this back into how we are implicated. So the people of of St. Louis City and County alone are giving 21 million dollars in weapons to Israel over the next 10 years. How could that money be spent to support food assistance, to support schools? Um, and 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 that's why we need to take actions like boycott to end our own complicity to say no we don't want any more dollars going to this and this legislation says if you're a nonprofit with a with a code of ethics of social responsibility and you don't want to give another dollar to the oppression of Palestinians that you will be discriminated against is 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 ludicrous <laughs> um we have to actually flip this around let's look for legislation that that holds Missouri accountable to to supporting the human rights of all people not just Palestinians um, um, immigrants, uh, trans trans people, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, black, supporting black struggle against white supremacy. This is the kind of legislation that we should be pushing to hold everyone accountable
3: with no exceptions.
0: Uh, Rory, is this a right wing agenda issue?
3: No, I don't believe that it is a right wing agenda issue. This is—it's very easy to look at what's happening in Israel, look at what's happening in the Palestinian territories, look at what's happening here, and create conflation between the two that forces people to think that if they oppose one, they oppose the other. To say that there is a wall in Israel and so therefore there shouldn't there—we need to support a wall in America—is a false comparison. There is a separation barrier that has been placed in Israel over the past ten years because of a dangerous and deadly campaign of terror that was waged for years in which buses were blown up and people were killed in cafes and on street corners. I don't claim to know what it's like to live through that. And I don't claim to know what it's like to live through some of the other stories that we've heard shared. I'm not trying to minimize every one of those stories, but to take those stories, to take what's happened in a different country and to say that therefore, if we oppose the wall with Mexico, you have to oppose what Israel is doing doesn't do justice to the history of Israel of the Palestinian people or of what's happening in America we need to we need to evaluate every one of these in its own merits and we can have a debate about what's happening in Israel and the Palestinian territories we can have a debate about racial justice in St. Louis but we cannot put those arguments together and we cannot say that Debating Israeli policies therefore requires all citizens of America or all citizens of Missouri to immediately boycott products or individuals or companies that are doing work in Israel to improve both America, the country, the world. There's a lot of things that are happening that we're trying to minimize into a short time period, Mm -hmm. into quick sound bites, and that's just not going to do justice to the complexity of decades of conflict that have been transpiring. You know, um, people do not have to boycott, but people have a right to boycott. And some
2: things are complex and some things aren't that complicated. Palestinians have a right to freedom, justice, and equality. They do not have to earn that r- their right. The people of Missouri have a right to follow their own conscience. The churches around the country are are divesting from Israel's occupation. And you saw a woman in Kansas recently, um, a teacher who was prevented from getting a state contract because of similar legislation simply because she was following her own religious uh, compass. Um, we have a right, and I encourage people out there to get involved in the BDS movement. We have organizations locally, St. Louis Jewish Voice for Peace, the St. Louis Palestine Solidarity Committee, and you can you can go to our Facebook pages and see ways of taking action supporting federal legislati- legis- legislation and ending um, U.S.-Israeli police
0: exchanges. We'll put uh, contact information for both organizations on our website, by the way. I, I'd like to get some listeners you, into the conversation, but Rory, you're... Ch- Bit
3: yes, here. I just want to respond to say that Palestinians absolutely have a right to freedom and justice and human rights. And nobody on the Jewish community side is arguing with those with those points. Of course, that's absolutely crucial. What we're debating here is how we best go about doing that. Individuals have a right to boycott Israel. This legislation does not argue with this point. Companies have a right to boycott the state of Israel. This legislation is also not arguing with this point. What this legislation states, and it's very different from the legislation that was in Kansas, what this legislation states is that if companies should choose to boycott the state of Israel, Missouri taxpayer dollars do not have to go to state contracts with those companies. It is not making it illegal to boycott the state of Israel and it is not doing anything to create penalties against those companies. It is simply saying that if Missouri citizens support the strong alliance that we have with the state of Israel, then taxpayer dollars do not have to go to companies that are Withholding their support for that alliance
0: let's uh, let's take some calls as time will allow, and we'll start uh, with Tracy, who's calling from St. Louis. Tracy, thanks for waiting you're on the air, but make it a quick question or comment, please.
4: Thank you. I appreciate it. And I'm just throwing this comment out to uh, both of of the speakers today. Um, I, I've studied BDS quite a bit, and I know that one of the three premises is the right of return. For all Palestinian refugees um, to the land, and my my question or issue um, is specifically addressing the definition of refugee as it pertains to Palestinians, because it's a unique definition where most refugees, it, the definition is very limited to the person themselves. Palestinians have a unique definition of what a refugee is via the United Nations and their and their definition, and I guess. My issue or question is, why do Palestinians get a, defi- a different definition of a refugee? And because of this definition, how is boycott, divest, and sanction of Israel? Because of this all-inclusive definition, not calling for a complete and violent end to Israel. Thank you for taking my call.
0: All right. Thank you for the call. Uh, next callers, please keep oh, your questions I- or comments brief. <laughs> go ahead, Anna.
3: No, go ahead if you want to. I think the question probably starts with you a little bit more than me. Yeah, absolutely. So um,
2: when we talk about the Palestinian refugees, we're talking about um, uh, historically the largest refugee population in the world. Um, These are people who were forced out of their homes in 1948 when Israel was created as a Jewish state in a land where the majority was not Jewish. In order to create that artificial Jewish majority, um, Palestinian Christians and Muslims were violently expelled from their homes and lands. They, They locked their doors hurriedly. They... They fled, expecting to come back to their chickens, to their olive groves, to their schools, to their their jobs. And and now, uh, more than 70 years later, they have never been allowed to return to those homes and lands. Meanwhile, I, as a Jewish person living on the south side here in St. Louis, Israel would pay me to leave my home here in St. Louis and to move on to that Palestinian land simply because I'm Jewish. Um, Those Palestinian refugees have a right to return to their homes, as all uh, people who are out of their homes are are um, are entitled to, and when you know when people talk about Palestinian refugees having rights um, as as somehow destruction of Israel is to say that that Israel's existence requires the perpetual discrimination against the Palestinian people. That says a lot more about Israel than it does about us.
0: We have an email question here for uh, you, Rory. It's from Steve in uh, Glen Carbon, Illinois. Uh, he asks about the anti-BDS legislation. Has a corporation ever declared support for BDS? Do you think any would? If not, ultimately, is the purpose of it?
3: So we've seen internationally that there have been companies, particularly some banks, that have declared um, boycotts and divestment from the state of Israel. I don't have the statistics off the top of my head in terms of companies that are based in Missouri or that have government contracts that have engaged in boycotts of the state of Israel. Um, But as we've seen this as a growing movement across the country, and as we've seen um, the impact that these boycotts have had both on Israeli citizens and on Palestinians who have worked for Israeli companies, we felt that this was a strong statement that Missouri has chosen to make, um, similar to the trade desk that they opened a few years ago, to really show how we want to advance our partnership, bring more companies from Israel to the state of Missouri, um, and give more jobs in Missouri for Israelis, um, and like I said, strengthen the economic ties between the two regions.
0: Uh, Anna, is, uh, there, there has been some suggestion that uh, the BDS movement and the legislation, legislation that we're talking about really provides a disincentive on the part of Palestinian leaders to negotiate with Israel and resolve some of these problems through negotiations.
2: Um, you know, I think the disincentive is an apartheid structure that denies Palestinians their, their basic dignity. Um, the idea that, that Palestinians should have to compromise their rights in order to appease Israel. What we need today is for Israel to be held to the same standards of any other country. And we've seen, for example, with the anti-apartheid struggle targeting South African apartheid, that it was actually precisely boycotts that brought the apartheid regime to the negotiation to, to the negotiating table. Um, so we, we believe that these tactics um, can hold Israel to to the same standard as any other country. Um, And and Palestinians, frankly, have been very patient. Um, We're talking about more than a half century of their basic freedoms denied. You know, many of the Palestinians I met there have never experienced a single day of freedom in their entire lives you know, let that sink in. Put yourself in their shoes. Would you accept that? Of course not. Why should you f- accept that? And I would stand with you. Um, we need to stand with the Palestinian people just as we need to stand with black struggle and immigrant struggle and trans struggle, because it's part of a larger progressive platform uh, for universal rights. And so I really do encourage people. There's there's a wonderful campaign today that's supporting a young woman named Ahed Tamimi, 16 years old. Was, was um, Soldiers burst into her home in the middle of the night, essentially kid kidnapped her, arrested her, um, simply because she was there in her own village. She didn't go to any Israeli's house. She was in her own village, protecting her village, protecting the children of her village from, from, from uh, oppression and colonization. And, and we need to support people like her.
0: I understand your desire to, to go more deeply into the weeds than we have time for, Hannah. I, I, I thank you for your participation in this. So Rory, I'm going to give you the last word because uh, time is running out.
3: The Jewish community organizations that I represent, the ones that are part of the JCRC and the ones that are part of this coalition, ultimately want to see a two-state solution. We want to see a free, independent state of Palestine that's living alongside a free, independent state of Israel in which all people can live with safety and security. Nobody that is advocating for this legislation is trying to advocate for oppression of a group of people, but we're talking about a complex situation that has not been resolved over the past 50 years, and it's not going to be resolved this afternoon as we have this conversation. But it's important to recognize the fact that we don't want to conflate these issues and say that support of the state of Israel has to mean oppression of a Palestinian people any more than we want to say that this is a religious conflict. This is a political conflict between two entities that we are working hard to solve as best as we can through our work here in Missouri. And we're hoping that we can reach a point in which all people can live with safe borders, security, economic advancement, and peace.
0: I'll ask both of you to react to something that we're getting a lot of comment on uh, that we can't uh, go to the phones for. And that is that uh, the the BDS uh, group and the effort uh, has been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Do you want to react uh, to that?
3: I don't have a particular reaction to that. I think that... In terms of of looking at peace movements that are taking place across the world, in terms of trying to find opportunities to create um, advances in Palestinian rights, I have no objection to any of those movements, and I support all of the efforts to yield, um, like I said, a peaceful resolution to this problem. I personally do not believe that BDS is the path for that, and it seems that we have the support among Missouri legislators to say that BDS is not the path for Missouri in terms of how we can help our allies in the Middle East reach a peaceful resolution.
0: And very quickly, Anna, your, your reaction to that, I know it's going to be positive.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, it's great news, and it's no surprise. Um, you know, if you want to see peace, you need freedom, justice, and equality. There is no such peace without removing a, a structure of oppression, of discrimination, of, of, of apartheid. Um, so if we really want to, to see peace, if we want to, uh, want to see both peoples thriving, we have to remove the structure of op- oppression and apartheid that prevents any type of meaningful and lasting peace. We're
0: going to have to leave it there. Uh, Thank you both so much for being with us. Uh, Anna Balzer, thank you. And Rory Pickernice for this discussion about the boycott, divestment, and sanctions issue. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.